When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, Thanks for listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast brought to you by DraftKings. Great deal going on. You put in five bucks, you get $100 in free plays on these Stanley Cup finals. That's simple, that easy. You just got to be a new customer. All right, dealing with a few uh, technical issues at my house, so I've taken my show on the road to my father's office right now, but joined by William Brad Alice, back from Minnesota. We're going to get to the entire Minnesota trip, but before basketball, before Minnesota, we need to announce that, uh, well... If you haven't heard, Rob Gronkowski has announced his retirement. Um, didn't have the greatest career at the U of A, but there's no doubt about it. This is the greatest professional that has uh, ever come through here for football. And I think you can definitely make the case he's the greatest major sport athlete to ever come through here, William. Yeah, if you're talking on the professional level, I think you absolutely have to uh, say that, you know, uh, do we consider baseball a major sport or so? Then, yeah, Trevor Hoffman's in the conversation. But uh, yeah, what Gronk did, and 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 when Gronk was on the field at Arizona, he was dominant. Right. Um, he was just unbelievable, and uh, you know had a great pro career. And I've seen people trying to, you know, I'm not, I'm honestly not, I'm a tier guy. I'm not a number one. Like we had this big debate yesterday. Oh, we did uh, on Bill Walsh versus uh, Parcells. I'm actually a Parcells guy, but to me, those are the top two tier. If you're not going to count, you know, the the cardboard helmet era, as you like to call it. But to me, Gronk's in the top five all time. Mm-hmm. Um, my personal, you know, I'd slot him somewhere two or three. I think it's, uh, you know, it's Kellen Winslow. It's it's uh, Shannon Sharp. It's Tony Gonzalez. It's Gronk. And it's probably Kelsey. Right. And, uh, when oh. it's all said and done, I think it's going to be Kelsey. Um, <laughs> but that's also a recency bias because his numbers will be gaudier because of modern football. If Kellen Winslow was around now, he'd probably be the most dominant tight end of all time. But where Gronk has maybe the edge on some of these guys is he was so big, so physical, and he's got the four rings. Um, and, and, you know, I would not be shocked if he doesn't come out of retirement mid-year if, if, if Brady turns on the Gronk signal. 
Um, but you know, yeah, it's it's an amazing career that you can say he's the best of all time, and while you may disagree, it's not a silly comment. Right. And his postseason numbers are amazing. They're like the Jerry Rice type numbers where you got 1,800 catches for, I mean, 1,800 catches, 1,800 yards for, you know, 19 touchdowns. I mean, numbers that I don't know that we'll ever see just because of how many times he was in the playoffs to begin with. So, how do you cover him, too? I mean, he was 6'4, yeah. 6'5, 250, 260, could move, right. could run you over, could outrun you. If you put a safety on him, he was just going to post him up. Uh, if you put a corner on him, he was going to post. If you put a linebacker, he's going to run by you. Right. Um, so, yeah, phenomenal guy. And a guy for all his goofiness, um, you know, with whether it was the drinking, the girls, you know, uh, let's not forget. Here is a guy who was never in trouble. Ever. Ever. Here is a guy who lived off endorsement money. Yeah, I think he, I think he said one year he just lived off Gatorade money. Right. And some local car dealerships and stuff like that. Um, you know, everyone just, oh, he's a party boy. Well, yeah, but it never affected his play during the season. And if it did, then we couldn't tell. And never got arrested. No bad things. with You know, if the worst thing you ever do is take a picture with a porn star wearing your jersey. Yeah. Um, yeah. He and his brothers have invested their money. They have a company. Uh, I think they also have a production company. So, yeah. So, he's a guy who, again... Everyone will think of what it was at Yo Soy Fiesta or whatever, but right. uh, was a deceptively, maybe not smart guy, but deceptively well-rounded guy. Right. Okay. Let's get to now, let's get to Arizona basketball. So I was up in Glendale this whole week or this past weekend watching, and it's a much different, uh, it's a much different um way that Tommy Lloyd goes about doing things just in general. I'll tell you a funny story real quick. I don't think that Bruce Pascoe would mind this, but to show you what a good dude Tommy Lloyd is, Bruce was looking to get home so he didn't have to come back the following day. Obviously, he's in Tucson, up in Phoenix. Tommy Lloyd found out about it, did his interview with Bruce so that Bruce didn't have to come back up the following day. Just a decent, good dude. Goes around saying hi to people. An easy guy to get around, just an easy guy. To, I got to talk with him off for about 20 minutes. That's how cool he is. But he doesn't give the uh, scholarship offers out the way that Sean Miller did. He did. He's very specific. Um, he came into this. Uh, he came into this or uh, this summer looking at a, a variety of kids. Couple kids that he hadn't offered, a couple kids that he had, and we'll start with the, the two kids that did get offers. First was Cody Williams out of Gilbert Perry, top 50 kid. Um, Checked off all the boxes, and Lloyd, um, it was easy to see why Lloyd would recruit a kid like that, especially one that has his talent and his character there, William. Yeah, you know, I haven't seen much of him, but from all indications, yeah, good young, not even young player, a, a class away, mm -hmm. um, a guy who should have a lot of interest in Arizona and really could be uh, that next, you know, part of that what could end up being an astounding um, you know, 20, what, 24 class now, I think we're looking right. at. Yeah. Uh, you know, if they do end up getting, uh, is, is it Evans? No, that would be 2023. Yeah. No, 2023. Yeah. 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 Along with Bryant or Boswell, along with, uh, you know, Lewis, that would be an astounding class to, to bring in because you're going to return some guys, you know, there's still going to be some internationals and transfer. Um, you know, we're really seeing now what, what pays off. Uh, with this uh, 
in the country recruiting. This is right. in state even. But I think what if if again, I think Lloyd, I think they really need to advertise this. Right. Um, however you can that you get the offer. That's a big deal. Because mm-hmm. for a while, Duke did that, and then Duke kind of started handing out offers. Uh, Kentucky still kind of does that. Right. Uh, where if you get that offer, it's a big deal. And I think Arizona needs to continue to uh, put that narrative out there that this right. isn't. And again, Miller would throw offers out and they were non committable. Um, the, the best example is Gabe York. Right. Gabe York had an offer, tried to commit, they weren't ready to take it. Then they dropped him because they thought they had a guy. Then they lost the guy and had to scramble to get Gabe York back. So, uh, in this case, yeah, you can recruit guys without offering, but as long as they know you're not just holding them off, you're holding right nine other guys off. I don't think it's a big deal because then when that offer comes, it becomes a special thing. And Carter Bryant talked about it. What a big deal it was for him. And keep in mind, this is a kid now that has offers from UCLA, Florida, all over the place. Um, And he said that, you know, when Arizona told me that uh, they were going to be offer me first, that meant a lot to me. And that's something that I'm not going to forget. Arizona obviously probably sitting pretty well with him. The other kid that uh, got an offer as well, and we're going to talk about this because I think it's fascinating. And Dirty Dancer just said, wonder why no Zoom at this point. Zoom Diallo and Dedon Thomas, where you might remember Thomas's father at UNLV. Do you remember him, William? I don't remember him, to be honest. You know what's uh, funny? I didn't remember him either, but he was like a three-year starter. Yeah, he I think came- he was one of those guys. I think on the ones where they really matched up with Arizona – because uh, he was I, even as, as a starter, my my now looking, I think he was more of a role playing starter. Right, right. Um, but no, I did not, I did not remember him because I was trying to figure out if it was a UNLV player with a different last name from that era. Right. Well, the great, the great Bruce Pasco walked into the gym and he didn't even need to look at the uh, uh, the schedule. He just said, "I know that that's him right there." because of Bruce's time at UNLV. Yeah, Bruce covered the the Rebels, and I think went to yeah. school at, at UNLV as well. So Bruce sure. is very familiar with them. And what, again, Bruce also knows his basketball. What, it's going to be fascinating to see, because so Dedon Thomas comes out of there with an offer as well. Zoom Diallo still seems to be waiting on one, but they were deep at every single event. Do you do you think what do you think that Lloyd's point guard recruiting is going to be? Are you going to try to get one every other year? Are you going to try to get three every four years? What do you what do you look at right there? <sighs> You know, I don't know. Um, and I don't will say this because he, he really hasn't recruited one yet. Right. I mean, I guess, you know, there's a very good chance Kylan Boss will end up being his point guard. Mm-hmm. Um, but right now he's been riding with Kirk Risa and then a bunch of combo. Guards. I think that's the, the secret. I think ironically enough, Sean Miller recruited a bunch of combo guards thinking they were going to be point guards. And they all ended up as two guards. Right. Where I think Tommy Lloyd's going to recruit a bunch of, Combo Point guards. guards and they're right. gonna all wind up as, as as true combo guards right um with the exception of really gabe uh who played a little a lot of point towards the end you know remember trier was supposed to be a point guard kobe, kobe simmons, simmons was supposed, was supposed to, be to be a point, a point guard, guard right um i'm forgetting the there's one other too you're like okay that guy's gonna play point no he's not gonna play point at it and right. that happened out of loot too let's not say it's a miller thing remember chris rogers was gonna play point guard at arizona right. and i don't know if he ever logged it you know salim was gonna be a point guard well right. bynum probably would have been a point guard if he stayed but you know so it happens more than we think but um i think with what lloyd's doing you know he wants multiple ball handlers on the floor at the same time right and that's what they did last year and that's what they look poised to do this year so uh, I don't know what he's going to do, and I don't. And he may be trying to figure that out based on personnel. 
You know, do you want a, a ball dominant point guard, which again right. doesn't work in the NBA anymore, but might work in college. Or do you want a bunch of guys who are going to spread the ball around and be happy taking 10 shots one game and two shots the next? I think he's trying to figure out based upon his personnel. But the at the very least, I think what you are going to continue to see is his wings and his shooting guards and his point guards will all be guys who can handle the ball and pass the basketball. And one thing that we need to keep coming back to, and we're going to talk about this a ton, is continuity. He doesn't want to fall into where, I think where Miller really fell into a trap, and you've talked about this uh, you know, uh, very uh, succinctly, is that Miller just started taking guys that I think were just highly rated, you know, uh, not really looking, irregardless, to quote Kevin Woodman, of uh, – um, of fit, style, anything like that, like you talked about, your Kobe Simmons, your Raleigh Alkins. Everything with Tommy Lloyd, I think, is about making sure that the continuity factor there will not ever hit a speed bump. So you know what? If that means that one year you're only going to be a top 20 team as opposed to a top 13 team, but that following year you have a healthy roster going in where you're a top five team, he's going to take that every day of the week. You can tell that this isn't a guy that's going to want to have to deal with anything outside of basketball that he can control really. Yeah. And I, and I think the one thing you look at is the ability for teams that are well put together to get hot at the right time is better in college basketball, at least than a super talented team that never gels figuring it out. And I think you right. can look at, if you really want to look at, look at 97 Arizona Yeah. to a lesser extent, mm -hmm. uh, 2011 Arizona compared to the Aiton team. The Aiton team was immensely talented. Right. Couldn't figure it out. That right. team just never gelled. And every time it felt like they were about to figure it out, they would hit a road, they'd hit a massive speed block. Whereas, you know, in 97 hit some speed bumps, but they never, because that was well constructed. I think the, the Derek Williams team really liked each other too. Right. I uh, had good chemistry, but was also pretty well constructed. Um, just, you know, you, you, you wrote a special talent and you, you, you know, you got lucky a few times when you had, you know, uh, some guys really Jordan may step up in that one game was a Texas mm -hmm. game. Um, but yeah, so I think while they might be a 15 to 20 team one year, they might also be a 15 to 20 team that is far more capable uh, of making a run than, than maybe a really talented team. That's 15 to 20 that just never gels and, and, and fits together and doesn't, you know, and has a, a few players that don't fit the Tommy Lloyd system. What I find very fascinating about Lloyd, but first, hold on, that's called a tease. We got to pay the bills here. DraftKings Sportsbook app, code word PHNX. William, I've told you about this, correct? You have. All right. The NBA finals are over. Unfortunately, there's no more basketball for a while. Or um, So here's what you want to do. You can start watching the NHL uh, finals. I don't know anything about it, but I like the avalanche to win it. I watched their previous game and they won, I think it was 7 nothing. I am going to go with them to win it. That's my DraftKings pick of the week. But again, to get on here to get the free play, you put in five bucks, you get $100 in free plays, 21 and up, Arizona only, gambling problem, call 1 800 next step. The DraftKings Sportsbook app, code word PHNX. William, who do you like in the uh, Stanley Cup finals? I take the abs as well, uh, just because they're uh, it's hard to go against. Uh, Tampa, but the, Tampa may look like they're on the wrong side of their mini dynasty. I'm going to give you another DraftKings. DraftKings does a lot with pro wrestling. Oh, what's up? Okay. There is an event this weekend called Forbidden Door. It is what is called AEW, which is all elite wrestling, which is on turn the Turner Networks, and New Japan Pro Wrestling, which is 
um, obviously out of Japan, they're having a combined show. It's a pay-per-view. Um, if you are a guy, people, guy, girl who likes in-ring wrestling, the over-the-topness of it, uh, you can gamble on it too. Um, go ahead and uh, uh, see the different things you can bet on. It's all like most pinfalls, who gets the first pin. Obviously, it's scripted, but a lot of it is still fun to gamble on. And I know DraftKings is a major sponsor of AEW, and they have a lot of wrestling stuff on there. So if you really, you know, want to have a fun play and uh, just kind of, you know, not take it too seriously, go watch it because, you know, uh, the John Moxley-Tanahashi match is going to be a barn burner. My boss, Saul Bookman, says the Avs lost last night. Saul, I stand resolute here. I still believe that the Avs are going to win the series, though. That's my pick of the week. I will not be dissuaded by anything. DraftKings uh, pick of the week right there. Okay, William. So let's get back now to where everything stands. One thing about Lloyd, and we need to, we need. need. I think people need to get this because I get DMs, I get messages all the time. Do you think Arizona has a chance with a kid? Tommy Lloyd is not recruiting anybody that he doesn't think has a chance uh, that he doesn't think they have a very good chance of getting. And we're going to use Kwame Evans here as a perfect example here. This is a top five kid out of Florida. We've talked a great deal about, but he is, he, he is Arizona would not be wasting their time with him. They've prioritized five or six players in this entire class. He doesn't have time to be wasting right now. If you were to ask me, where is Kwame Evans at up? end up, I would probably say Arizona or that there's not a school in front of him. So I think people kind of have this misnomer that Arizona is just throwing out a bunch of offers to people and seeing what sticks. No, if Arizona is recruiting you, they believe that not only can they get you, that they will probably land you. And so far, at least in the 2023 class with Kylan Boswell, with KJ Lewis, that certainly turned out to be the case. We'll now see if it goes even further with Cody Williams and um, Kwame Evans there, William. You know, if you look at the take away that first year where they were scrambling to put together a roster and they, you know, they missed out on Ty Ty, they missed out on the guy go, who Shaden Sharp, and who, you right? Know, and, and the guy went to Creighton, right? Um, uh, Arthur Kaluma, Kaluma. But if you look at the rest of their recruiting, even when it comes down to transfers, they're not losing guys to other schools. And even Shaden Sharp didn't play at Kentucky, that was right. a stopgap to get to the league. You know, they lost uh, the Miller kid. Um, yeah, he's going to, he's either going to play for Ignite or he's going to, you know, he's, um, the, the, the transfer from Washington state is going to go G league. Mm -hmm. Um, F.A. Abagidi. Yeah. So, uh, the guys, they actually heavily recruited. Now there were guys that they showed interest in, you know, the, who did not come, but I think everyone they've got on campus for the most part is either committed to Arizona or is not going to play college basketball. And that right. may be off by one or two, but you know, so that's where they're kind of at. And, you know, my guess is if they don't get Evans, he doesn't go to college. I would agree with that. Uh, no, hey. could someone come in 11th hour? Absolutely. It happens in IL money. But right now, if you were, you know, if, if, if DraftKings had a thing for, <laughs> for recruiting. <laughs> for sure. You know, Arizona, Arizona, Arizona would be the favorite and then the G League or, you know, would would be the second one. Um, so, yeah, that's where we're kind of at with Arizona recruiting. And I know they've missed out on a lot of guys, but you take out that initial crop. Um, and again, Miller had that same issue that first year. If he if SC didn't happen, um, you know, it would have been interesting. But for the most part. 
you know, Arizona's either landing their guys or they're taking the money. And you, hey, and you can't really argue with that. Hey, hey, Brad, you want to know how cool we are over here? Listen to this. I'm going to, and again, this is our crack staff of producers right here and over at PHNX. They do a lot of really good stuff. Emma, Shane, Sean, Totri, things that I have no clue what to do. I was about to ask you what you think about Courtney Ramey and uh, Cedric Henderson's role this coming year. Why don't we hear from Tommy Lloyd first? Yeah, well, first off, I think we're, we're really fortunate to, to land both of them. You know, I mean, obviously it's... Um, you know, it's been it was quite a season and it's been quite an off season, you know, and uh, and then I think it was that way for everybody in college basketball. So, you know, you know, we had a lot of unknowns, you know, going into the season and we had unknowns going into the off season. And as things played out, you know, we we, we needed to add some experience pieces and uh, to add Courtney and, and Cedric was, uh, you know, I mean, I think we're really fortunate, um, you know, Courtney. You know, brings a ton of experience. You know, he played at a really high level, and uh, you know, he, he made a significant impact there. And, and I think, you know, he. What excites me about him is he's really hungry, and uh, you know, I think there's uh, definitely, you know, we, we can ha- help him continue on his development trend, and uh, and and we need him to be really good for us. So, so that's kind of been the messaging, and uh, I'm excited to see what he adds. And you know, Cedric, you know, we kind of got involved with a little bit later, and. Um, I was just blown away by his charisma, his personality, and when you really kind of started breaking down his film, um, you know, I was really impressed. Impressed with his basketball IQ, impressed with his uh, his upside. Uh, you know, he he's kind of a late bloomer, and uh, he had a, a you know a, a good career at Campbell, and you know he played in the, kind of the Princeton style system. So I was really kind of impressed with this his basketball IQ, how he moved without the ball, and uh, you know his ability to read the game and understand angles and things of that nature. And uh, you know, I have no doubt in my mind he's going to be a significant contributor for us. And you know, I, I do feel good, you know, adding uh, Courtney and Cedric. To uh, you know, the other guys we added in the offseason and our returning players, I mean, I think we got a, a legitimate rotation. And now, hey, you know, just, you know, what, what I've been thinking all along, you got to roll up your sleeves and you got to get to work and everybody's got to get better. And, uh, you know, we got to get better as a staff. The players got to get better. And uh, and then, you know, hopefully you'll put together a good product in the, in the, in the late fall, early winter. Brad, that is a guy that I think waited waited through the process, found two guys that he thought were going to be really good fits, and I believe that he thinks they're going to be both very valuable contributors. Yeah, and I think, you know, again, look, people were critical of Lloyd because they missed out on some guys that looked like they'd be good fits, but he had to know what his roster was going to be. Um, you know, once you knew you were losing Terry, Henderson became important. Right. If Terry comes back, you don't necessarily want Henderson. Um, I think you would have – if you would have even brought anyone, it probably would have been a more front court oriented player. And I still think there are going to be some lineups where you, you might sneak in Henderson at, at the four for a few minutes as an undersized. Mm-hmm, player, obviously. For sure. Um, but, you know, Ramey, I think was a guy they, they looked at the whole time because they right. knew, because he basically in essence is the replacement for Kyer. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, if you really look at it, you're replacing Kyer with with with, uh, with Ramey, you're replacing which is Terry. I which as much as we like Kyer, that's a that's an improvement that's right an, there. Improvement, yeah. Sure. You're replacing Terry with Henderson, although that might not be in the starting lineup. You're replacing Matherin with Ball, mm-hmm. and in in a, in a, in a roundabout way, you're replacing Coloco and Kim Aiken, even though Aiken didn't play, with the combination of of, of Besser. Uh, what are we calling Phil now? Is it Philly? C I'm just calling him Philly B, man. Philly B, right? And then, uh, as well as Dylan Anderson, some combination thereof gives you the front court that I think they wish they had last year. So 
you know, the question is, okay, if Ramey is 110% of Kyer, and maybe he's more, you know, can Henderson be 90% of Terry? Can what's ball, what percent of, uh, you know, Matherin is he? And I, I have no idea. And then I think the front line has actually improved. As much as you're going to miss Coloco, uh, and you're not going to replace that, the depth there, because you mm-hmm. might have five guys who can give you minutes. And again, right. am I expecting much of Anderson and, and, and Philly, Philly C? No. Um, one of them could emerge, but if they can give you that combined five to seven minutes a game that you need to rest your bigs, to keep, uh, you know, Balo out of foul trouble, uh, then that's certainly something you didn't have last year where you had to go with Terry at the four. Um, because you know, once Aiken left, they, they right. again, the, the margin for error on that front line was, was no, now it didn't come back to bite them very often, but you know, this year you're more equipped to handle that. I think what people also, uh, and I, I, I fall victim to this as well. I was talking with somebody in Phoenix about this. I love Dalen Terry. As a matter of fact, if he were to turn out to be the best player in this class, 10 years down the road, I wouldn't really be surprised by that. But again, his impact was still statistically, you're looking, you're replacing a guy that averaged eight points. Four of them are on dunk or four points are on dunks each game, five rebounds, four assists. It's not like you're losing in your prime Scottie Pippen where you're getting 22, six and seven across the board. So it's going to be a group effort. He was obviously a facilitator and a great defender that you can't replace, but it's not also like you're losing a first team All-American either. No, I mean, and that's what they're going to, I think what you're going to miss is two things. One, the assists and the playmaking ability and the defense. What you're also going to miss is what would he have been this year with Matherin out of the lineup, with his work ethic? Could he have become a 14 and eight guy? Um, but if you're looking at duplicating last year's success, my guess is Henderson will probably have more points, certainly, than him if he gets enough minutes or, or you can make up for it other places. And he might have more rebounds than him, but he's not going to be the playmaker. And he's still a pretty good defender, too. And I think Ramey can also help you become better defensively because I think those two guys are better defenders than, uh, you know, Kyer and uh, Mm -hmm. Matherin at least were. So you you may be plus overall on defense. Again, to me, the biggest – for Coloco as well, the biggest thing you're going to miss is what were they going to become. Right. Was Coloco going to take another jump? Was Terry going to take another – I would expect Terry to take a jump. I think he's too hard of a worker and too coachable not to. Right. Uh, but again, so but can you duplicate what they gave you last year? Yes, in different ways. You're not going to get the shot blocking that you got from Coloco, uh, but you might have be able to clog more of the lane with with these bigger bodies. So right. again, could can Arizona be as good as they were last year? Yeah, it's going to take some work. It's going to take some uh, some development. Some guys making the leap, uh, but it's not as crazy as I think it was two weeks ago when you didn't have Henderson, you didn't have Ramey and you didn't know who was coming back. All right, let's talk before we sign off. I'm going to get Brad's opinion on this first, but the DraftKings Sportsbook app, code word PHNX, put in five bucks on these NHL playoffs. The finals are going on. You get a hundred dollars in free plays. It doesn't matter who wins. You just got to be a new customer. William likes the avalanche. I like the avalanche. But if you were going to find anything on any betting thing, whether it's wrestling, NBA draft props, whatever it is, it's the DraftKings Sportsbook app, code word PHNX. William, I'm going to ask you this. 
When we're sitting here next Tuesday and you were to go on the DraftKings Sportsbook app and you were to bet how many Arizona players will go in the first round, how many do you think that we're going to be talking about next Tuesday that went in the first round? Two. All right. Which two? Matherin, who's going no lower than than or no higher than seventh, mm. and Terry. Um, I think, and I think the weird thing, and I could see so I think Terry is either going to exceed expectations, and I think he can go at the tail end of the lottery, or he's going to disappoint that right. the the, the uh, pro- draft projections have it wrong. Um, I think Coloco slips to the second round. Then that's where I've seen him as high as like 35. But then I was reading the, I think it was the athletic today. And they're talking about how teams are going to draft out of order somewhat in the second round. Cause they all want to get sa- sign guys to two, two way deals. Right. So it's who's going to agree to a two way deal at 35. Um, but then they're also going to see a lot of teams trading back in because guys are going to fall. So it's going to be a crazy draft, but I think unfortunately for Coloco, um, I think he's going to drop out of the first round. He may drop lower second round, and then it's just finding the right fit. Has Arizona he- ever had a f- three first-round picks? I can think of a lot of years they had two and guys that went in the second round. I can't think of one year where they had three first-round picks. I don't think I don't think so. there has been. Um, no, because Elliott and, and Cook went in the first round. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You got uh, Bibby and Jefferson, but Miles went in the second round. Um, I mean, not oh, Bibby, Bibby and Jefferson, Bibby and Dickerson, Dickerson, my bad. Yeah, because it always seems like when you think you're going to get it, a guy slips. Yeah. So um, I think this would be the first time that this would occur. Yeah, and I, again, I don't think it's going to occur, So right. unfortunately. All right. All right, William, before we sign off, tell us about your trip to Minnesota. Yeah, I hung out in Otter Tail, Minnesota, which Otter- is about – three hours uh, towards the Dakota borders of Minneapolis. Um, It's an interesting trip. It is the same resort. And I use resorts loosely (laughs) uh, that my father-in-law went to as a kid that he then took my wife and her brother to uh, as kids. And now we're taking all our kids there. And it's, you know, rustic cabins. They do have electricity and things, but you know, you're out, they're out fishing all day. I, uh, I did a lot of writing. I did a lot of uh, reading. And uh, actually, when I'm there, I go kayaking quite a bit. Uh, my son had all-star baseball, so the coach said the only way he can go on the trip is to practice every day. So we, uh, we went out and practiced. And, you know, there's nothing like having a barn in center field and some, uh, some, some evergreen or, or what do you call it, uh, pine trees in the outfield. But Some pine uh, yeah. cones out there as well? I didn't see any pine cones, but yeah, I, I might have to put the pictures on uh, on Twitter to just show you how crazy uh, it is. Because uh, you know we played on a big open field one day, and then we played on some little league fields where literally there was barns in center field. Um, and yeah, so so the, now we're back up to the hustle and bustle. Uh, Tyler's All Star team played a three and a half hour extra innings game last wow. night. They now play again. Tonight, they may have to play again tomorrow. We got volleyball. We got hockey. We got this podcast. And, and hopefully, I'll have a few uh, coming out, too, as well. All right. You can follow him on Twitter at WSR Brad. Brad has promised he has a podcast coming out here shortly. We're going to hold him to it right here at the 30-minute, 27-second mark on the AC Wildcats podcast. Yeah, and I'll be here every Tuesday. All right. He's William Brad Alice. I am merely Mike Luke. We will be back with you tomorrow. You've been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast.